Hi, and welcome to Untethered with Genless, the podcast that's here to help you break free, be you, and unleash your inner brilliance. I'm your host, Jen. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the healing power of reflection and what it means to take responsibility for your own healing. Let's dive in. Hey there, friend. It's Jen. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I could not be more excited to introduce you to Mitzi Campbell. So Mitzi is someone who I have met along my own journey. I've met the most incredible humans. And in fact, at the end of this conversation, she and I were like, can you even imagine if we had not said a single yes that had led to the two of us connecting? And all of the other amazing and magical humans who we have connected with because of a single vote of yes that may or may not have made any sense to us in the moment, but we just simply said yes to it because we knew. There was some knowing and we could have talked ourselves out of it and we didn't (laughs) for whatever reason. We were like, I don't know why I'm saying yes to this, but I'm saying yes to this. And now she and I have connected down the road on this journey and I can say that of so many people. Many of the people who you hear on this podcast are very similar. And one person said to me once, how is it that you have met so many cool people? Like, Where do you meet these people on your podcast? And it just happens as you continue to move forward, which is a lot of what we talk about in this conversation with her. So Mitzi is a transformational teacher. She's a coach. She's a trauma-informed coach. And she has worked in education for many years. You're going to get to hear her story today. But what she does is to help people extract the powerful lessons from their past so that you can transmute trauma, so you can stop blocking the amazing life you deserve, live as your highest self right now, not someday in the future, but right now, and set yourself up for the future of your dreams. She is a spectacular person who has a really wild story of what has led her along this path. So without further ado, I welcome the amazing Mitzi Campbell. Hi, Mitzi. Hi. Hi, everyone. It's so wonderful to have you come on the podcast. We have been in each other's orbits for a while. I got to come on your podcast, and this is really a treat to get to have you on and interview you and have you share some of the magic that you have been living and all of those moments with with this audience. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. I was looking forward to this so much. So let's dig in. (laughs) Yes, let's dig in. We were just actually, before we even officially dug in, we started to have a conversation about our brain and how our mind seems to have minds within the mind and how all of the conversations that can be happening in our minds. We were recording this right after Christmas and so many feels that can come up at the holidays that we all experience. And then we have this tendency to judge those feelings or to create stories around those feelings. And I myself had a lot of that (laughs) this holiday season being far away from family and all of the things. Like Even as I was enjoying myself, I had this voice that came up and said, you shouldn't be enjoying yourself (laughs) and and vice versa. So, Yes. I think that as we 
go through life, the holidays change for us. Uh, you know, as when you're a child, there uh, you're you're growing up in the household and you're building traditions and foundational beliefs around the holidays. And then as you get older, those things have to shift because if you have children of your own or your family continues to grow, their dynamics are different. And not everybody can always be there on that day. And there are people who get sick as, as happened to me this year and aren't able to attend. And so I'm learning to let go of the attachment of what the holiday is supposed to be like or what it's supposed to mean because the experience of the day and the meaning are two different things. And so you can have meaningful time with your loved ones on other days, you know, if if something goes kerflui on that day, <laughs> as it so often happens, you know, and it is that time of year when we're going through a lot of reflection. And as you get older, you do look back on your traditions and and you go through in your mind, you know, how things have been in the past and what would you like them to be like now? What would you like them to be like in the future? So it's a lot to think about. I think it's very heavy because of that. And the mind naturally goes to that. But uh, it's interesting because I look back at my photographs on my phone. So I was going to post something about the holidays and I realized I did not have a lot of photos of the day. And I thought to myself, all right, that's a good thing because that meant you were enjoying the day. You were just immersed in the day and you weren't trying to capture everything. You were just letting it happen. And so I'm I'm trying to cultivate that in my thoughts around this time of year as well, not to be attached to any particular outcome or way that it's supposed to be, but rather to just let it happen, to be in the process and to kind of let myself be more in a flow and allow things to be as they are rather than trying to force or push. So that's kind of my, one of my things I'm thinking about for the new year as well. Less push, more inviting in, more allowing. Yeah. I mean, that's like a microcosm of this greater thing. When I think the holidays are a beautiful time of reflection, it's so cool that it's right at the end of the year because we start to think, forward and we have all of these big experiences and it raises a lot for us. We also happen to have a full moon right at the end of it. And so oh, then yes. moving into it, it's like there's been so much revealed. And so we start to think moving forward. I think, Mitzi, this is such a good transition into your story and everything that has been shifting for you because what you said about as we get older, we start to look at things and we might recognize things that need to change or already have changed or we can let go of. And that's hard. <laughs> like that's just straight up freaking hard. I've talked to tons of people on this podcast. I talk to tons of people out in the world and change is hard. And yet you have made a pretty big life change. So <laughs> what is it that has supported you in that change? And maybe if there's anything that you want to tell your audience about that story that has brought you to this point today that you're at right now where you're willing to let go and be and embrace the change. Yeah. Well, first of all, it isn't easy. It is hard. It's, I still struggle with it, uh, the letting go part, uh, because I am a person who has traditionally, I'm an oldest child. So I am traditionally the type A person who's always trying to be in control. So it's been an, an, a lifetime exercise in learning 
to be less attached um, to to outcomes and less, uh, you know, allow more rather than control. But that doesn't mean that you don't have goals. It doesn't mean that you don't have visions. It doesn't mean that you don't uh, take responsibility because that is the key, taking responsibility for your life, 100% responsibility. And, um, you know, I think that the thing that we don't realize a lot of the time in our lives is that we have choices. And I think it's true. There are definitely people across the world who don't have as many choices, and we, but we do uh, here and where we live in the United States and in many other places in the world. And so when we grow up and we're, we're small, we don't realize that this is going to happen later on. When you're little, you don't have choices uh, about how your life is going to be. And so when you grow up, you have this set of beliefs and oftentimes these are limiting. And so it takes a conscious moment of awareness to say, all right, what are the things in my life that I have believed from childhood that were formed from my life story? And what are the things that are serving me well? And what are the things that are limiting me? So which of those beliefs are limiting and which are empowering? And so I have kind of taken this inventory of myself over the past couple of years, and it really was triggered by the empty nest phase, (laughs) I think, in my life when my kids were no longer living with me in the household. So I was confronted with myself once again. And I think, you know, as we go through life for, for different reasons, whether it's being a mother, being a career person, being a spouse, whatever it is, you you tend to lose your identity or maybe it takes a back burner. And so when your identity presents itself to you again, <laughs> as it does throughout life, it, it helps you to see that you do have the ability to make choices. And so, you know, that's kind of what happened to me. I knew through the past several years with a lot of different changes going on in my life that I had to make some decisions about who I wanted to be. And I knew that after 25 plus years in the higher education classroom at teaching college as a professor, I wanted to do something more. I was meant for something more. A lot of people have that feeling like, oh, I'm meant for something more, right? And a lot of us, even though we have that, we don't act on it. We don't know what it is. And so I think like taking the time to really take inventory, going through your life, taking uh, yourself into a deep journey of self-discovery, which is kind of what I did and what I'm on uh, still on the journey of doing. So I, I, I thought, okay, I know I want to make a change. And I honestly didn't know what my life would look like, what would happen. And then I had a, uh, like come to Jesus moment, uh, actually in t- 2022, where one morning after a lot of stress in my life for lots of different reasons, it was a perfect storm of things. My dog died. I had moved. I didn't live with my kids anymore. I had a stressful renovation of my house, found mold in my air conditioning, you know, t- difficulties with some relationships in my life, friendships ending, friend- new friendships forming, family stuff. It was just like perfect all this storm. Yep, big storm. <laughs> and uh, one morning, I woke up with vertigo, and I could not function. I was dizzy and could not function for uh, a long time. I I was incapacitated and unable to use my computer, unable to drive, unable to really do anything except for lie around my house and take walks and things like this. I, so it forced me, was the universe hitting me over the head was what it was. It forced me to stop in my tracks and take a new direction. So when that happened to me, and it's kind of a whole 
story about discovering what caused it, which I still don't know, but discovering how to heal from it, which I have discovered and I'm still in the process of doing. But the only thing I could do was listen to stuff. I couldn't use my eyes to look at screens or because it would make me dizzy. And so I somehow came across the course from Kathy Heller to um, learn how to do a podcast. And I said, all right, well, I'm not going to lay here and do nothing. Like I can't just lay down and die. I'm going to listen to this course and learn something while I'm in this phase. And so I learned how to uh, how to create a podcast. And it's something I had always been curious about and I wanted to do. And this was just the universe saying, here's, it's time. This is the time. And so I I did it. I started the podcast in 2022. And I knew from starting it that I wasn't going to go back to teaching in the classroom. I was meant to be a teacher in the school of life, in a bigger classroom. And so that's what um, that's what I've been doing, and it's developing. It's developed. It's developing, and it continues to grow and develop. And uh, I love that you talked about in the beginning the idea of like freedom, because that's really what I was looking for, even before I knew it. That I was looking for freedom from the constraints of life, from stress, from the way that I had thought that my life had to look. Um, you know, all those kinds of things. And so that's kind of brings me to where I am now. I don't know if you have any questions about any of that, but that's the basic story. (laughs) I have a million questions about it, Missy. (laughs) We don't have time for all the questions that I have about your story. (laughs) I, I don't know for sure that this is the thing that every single human being wants but I wonder, which is part of the preposition of this podcast. It's untethered. Like what I want more than anything is freedom. And you really resonate with that as well. And I have to believe that most people who are sitting down and listening to a podcast called Untethered, there's something also in them that is craving that as well, that ultimately leads us to do things that might seem so wild to the outside world. I mean, you, yes, you had an impetus for leaving that career. And there was something that you felt calling you to more. And saying yes, even to that podcast course, I'm, I'm curious, what led to that yes for you? It was the only thing that I could grab onto in that moment. I don't even know how I saw this ad because to be honest with you, I did not know who Kathy Heller was before I saw this course. And I know that she's uh, you know, got quite a following and she's very big. And and I had never just come across her before. So how did I get that ad at that moment? I don't know, but it came to me. And how did I get to see it when I wasn't really able to even use my devices? I mean, I was glancing at my phone. I was still able to, to, to make phone calls and texts and things. And I did, I must've opened up my Instagram and saw it there, but like why that came to me at that moment, you know, I don't know. And, and, and it was, just divine intervention really in my in my mind <laughs> maybe sounds corny but it just came to me and i just it was the only thing i thought okay i can do that i can do that because there was so much in my head going on at that time that i couldn't do i was i don't know if anyone has ever experienced vertigo it sounds kind of trite but it's it is so terrible and debilitating you cannot function and um you know, it's it's just terrible. And then not to know what had caused it. I had a lot of fear and health anxiety. 
around it, which, you know, I'm still working through. But anyway, that that little change in course just kind of came to me. And it, I really feel like it, you know, things come into our lives at the moment when we need them. They come there for a reason. I don't really believe there are accidents in that way. I mean, maybe, but for me, it was the right thing at the right time. It gave me something. It gave me hope. It gave me hope that I could heal from whatever was causing my health issues. And it gave me a future. It gave me something to say, here's something I can do when I get through this. That's really what it meant to me. And it could have been the universe lining everything up to say, this is what you are supposed to do. And we are going to give you no other option. That's right. You had no other option. So my husband has had vertigo from a cruise ship. So the waves, the, the, the uh, stabilizers were broken on a cruise ship that we were on once. And we had 20 foot waves, 25 foot waves that night. And he was green. I've never seen somebody physically what you see in a cartoon where somebody's throwing up over the side and they're green. And he had that vertigo for a while afterward. It is, I can't imagine living with it every day. And Mitzi, I also want to underscore the courage that it took for you to, in that moment, you could have just laid there feeling so sorry for yourself. And maybe you did to some extent. (laughs) I did. (laughs) That's just so human. (laughs) I figured you were willing to admit that. (laughs) Oh, I cried quite a lot. But you also said yes to something that was this whole new avenue and to say, I'm going to take this class and just be a listener. I totally forgot about that. I remember you being there. I, but it goes back to like, it makes me think of the Viktor Frankl book, Man's Search for Meaning. We need meaning. We need hope. We need meaning. We need that. And and that is, I think my my brain knew that. I needed that. That that was going to be the first step in my healing. And so uh, the idea that I had, there was really literally nothing else I could do. That is very true. That I could see, you know, at that moment. and And it was the only thing that was presented to me as a choice. So I took it. It's funny. It's like the it's it's like the spiritual questions of do you believe there's a higher power and there's the guy you know who's lost on a desert island and the, there's the philosophical question of do you believe in you know the spiritual realm a higher power God and uh, he's wishing for some for to get rescued or to to leave and you know different things come along for him that he could use. Well, I sent you the wood to build a boat. I sent you. Uh, you know, this or that to get off the island and you didn't take it. I don't remember the whole story. I'm butchering it, but you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the idea that things come to us in a form that we might not recognize. And it's our job to walk through the door. It's our job to to take it when it's handed to us. Like it's our job. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way flow of energy. Yeah. And sometimes we're not ready for it the first time that it appears. And so it Swings, I believe, personally, these things will swing back around and around and around and maybe take a little bit of a different form. And then maybe eventually we're, we weren't listening enough that it, it comes in some weird way. Maybe or maybe not. That's what happened to you. But <laughs> so true. No, I believe that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about what it is that you do because you've long dealt in words and storytelling. You're a professor at you know, at a university. And today you are supporting people in telling 
their stories and and seeing the lessons. Is that correct? I'm I'm curious to hear what it is that you do and why you think it's so powerful uh, so that the listeners can understand why this might be meaningful to them as well. I think what I'm doing now kind of marries all of my experiences that that I've had um, professionally and and even personally throughout my lifetime. And um, for over 25 years, I've always been a teacher. I started out in elementary school in 1988. And then somewhere around, I taught first grade, second grade, third grade, uh, primarily. Yes. And so, and I loved that. Uh, but then when I started, I got a master's degree in psychology, and then um, I knew I wanted to start teaching college. When when I started to have children, it was a way for me to go back into teaching without having to work full-time So when my kids were little. So that's what I did. I worked as a professor part-time, and then I just continued doing it. And it was always in writing, composition, English genre my uh, higher education and and also bringing in the psychology. And I also worked a lot in the arts. I have a bit, huge background in the nonprofit world in an uh, arts organization where I was on the board for over 12 years. So I, I like all of those parts of me and I put them all together, you know, into this podcast because you have to have a lot of creativity. But I think the biggest thing that drove the theme of my podcast, which is life stories and showing that ordinary people are extraordinary and that we all have these stories that connect us. We could see ourselves in others. And I wanted for us to be able to do that because we've lost that ability, like in a lot of ways that we we have so much turmoil in the world and so much division. And, uh, you know, and it's always been, but it just seems to be more noticeable over the past several years and it just keeps getting amplified it feels like. So I wanted people to see one another rather than seeing our differences. I wanted people to be able to see how we are alike because we are one. We are really all one fractalized set of beings, <laughs> you know, from some mysterious origin. <laughs> so that's really the, you know, that's what's behind it and People need to tell their stories. They want to tell their stories. How many times have you ever been in a grocery store standing in line and you start talking to someone behind you and they start telling you something really profound because they need to get it out. They, they want to tell it. And uh, this gives people a platform to do that. Um, so not only so it, it it creates that flow, that energy that I'm always looking at that exchange. I want that to be happening. You know, I want that the, that vibration to be flowing because on a larger scale, I really feel like my mission is to help raise the consciousness of humanity. I know that sounds big, <laughs> but that's really what I feel I'm here to help do, raise the consciousness of humanity. And in a lot of ways, I felt it getting squashed over the past few years, like really getting squashed or you know, feeling the heaviness of of stuff. Yeah, that's kind of how I started. Now what I'm doing is also working with people as a mentor or a coach, whatever you want to call uh, the word, because I am always a teacher. I'm always going to be a teacher. And because I have my background in education and in psychology, I know that self-discovery is an elixir and that owning your story is the key to success. And even the bad parts, even the scary parts, even the parts you're ashamed of, Owning it and taking that 100% responsibility for your life, even that, even though we're not responsible for the things that happen to us, 
we have to be responsible for them after they happened. Because if we're not, you're just going to live, you know, your life either in blame or in shame or in some other unhealthy state of mind. Um, and so I think like everything that I do now, I want to contribute to uplifting, helping shine a light on the dark places, helping people to see their blind spots, helping people to see that they can connect the dots, but only if they're able to uncover them and, and to see those invisible dots the things that we don't even know uh, we're carrying or that are a part of us, you know? And it goes back to what I said earlier about the the idea that we, we, we grow up having somebody else make all of our choices for us. And then when we get to the point of, uh, you know, discovery, the age of discovery where we're, where we can do that, we just don't because it's like the elephant on a string. You know, if you put an elephant on a little string as a baby and and train it in that little area, it doesn't realize when it gets to be big and strong that all it has to do is jerk its leg a little bit harder and it can be free. It's kind of, you know, how we are. We're constrained by a set of beliefs that form before we realize we have choices or before we are able to make the choices. So anyway, that's um, that's what I do now. And, and um, so I love working with people in that way. Those are my main things. I mean, I I also because I'm in higher have been in higher education for so long. I love working with books, and so I've recently started a book club where I help people to actively engage with books that they read because I think that's another way that people look to help themselves by reading. But a lot of people don't understand that you have to not just read that it's much deeper than that you have to actively engage with um with anything you're that you're bringing into your life to improve you have to actively engage with it whether it's book or a process of self discovery or therapy or coaching or whatever it is like so i that's what i'm all about is helping people to actively engage to helping people to really dig in helping them to to discover and to see that there's so much more yeah, and connecting those invisible dots. I loved what you said about that. And also what you said about the really taking that step deeper with everything. It reminds me of a great friend of mine. We've been friends since first grade. She's an educator as well. She coaches educators. And she said that the reflection is the most important part of anything. And that's what she has taught students for years and years. And you come from education too. It's like it is in the active reflection that we really learn something. It's not just in the absorbing. It's and repeated the, reflection. Yeah. And it, you can, um, you know, the, the word is metacognition. So thinking about your thinking, thinking about what's in your mind, you know, not just going along, letting the wave take you, but being a participant, uh, you know, in it. And that's so true. I mean, it's, it, it is all about awareness. Self-awareness, I think, really is the the golden ticket to yeah. everything. This is so juicy. This gets me really excited, what you just said here, <laughs> because a huge reason that I was like, Mitzi, please come on the podcast. You're in the midst of this transformation, and at the same time, you're creating things and you're putting things out there. You are doing this active reflection that we're talking about by 
putting an offer out there and seeing what happens. The book club that you started is such a beautiful example of that. And you're also simultaneously reflecting and seeing what are the skills, what are the things that I have loved and enjoyed throughout my life through your professorship as a mom, as a human, as a, and you're looking at all of this and you're finding new ways to try things in the podcast and the, and the coaching and the mentorship, whatever it is that you're doing. So can you just share for anybody who we get really stuck (laughs) in lots of things, but we get really stuck when it comes to, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know what I want to do. And you're moving through we all are always, but I feel like it's really active right now in what you said about the book club and some of the things I, I saw just even the other day, you put a post that said, what if I do this thing on Saturday? Would somebody be, would anybody be interested? So anything, any wisdom that you can share with people about that, I think could be really powerful. Yes. Uh, you know, I think the the difficulty for um, people who want to give and people who want to help is that we have so many ideas and we see people needing things and we want to help them all. <laughs> now, and that is definitely a problem of mine. But I have two, I feel like as I'm evolving, I'm letting myself see what feels good to me and what fits with my natural talents and also where I want to go. So you have your not you have your things that you've always done and things you're really good at, but then you also have the things you want to do, the things that you would like to add to your repertoire. So I have noticed in my in all that I'm learning about how to do a podcast and be an entrepreneur and to be a coach and all of that. I'm learning that there are technical things that people need, technical help like that people need. And people who are just getting started, like the thing that I was thinking about doing was making an ebook. So, um, and I did a little course on how to create a course, <laughs> which worked really well. And people were really looking for it. So I, I feel like teaching those practical things for me is so natural and so easy. But where I really want to be is like helping people at a deeper level. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. Like we really, I think a lot of us have that. Um, but I think that what you, what you do is you go for it. You, you, you take something. I feel like if there's something that's on your heart to do, then that means it's your responsibility to put it out there. There's someone who needs it. And so picking your niche, you know, which is what they tell you, they tell you to do. (laughs) Whoever that is. (laughs) I know. Pick your niche. And and yes, that's true. You do want to be known for something. If you're trying to to make a splash in a particular arena in life, um, whatever it is, you know, you you do want to concentrate in in that particular thing. But if you can see that people can be helped by something that you know how to do, then why not put it out there? I mean, if you can help and people are are needing it and you see they're connecting with you that's a sign, you know? So I, you know, I think that you have to follow your heart when you're making decisions like that. And I, I do think for myself, that is one of the things that I want to focus on because I tend to be a person who just gets up in the morning. I, I do a few things in a, in my morning routine, but then I go, boom, right, right into it. And I start on my computer, I'm working, working, working. And I'm doing that probably most days until I go to bed. Uh, I'll stop for dinner and I don't usually take a lot of time for myself, but I think in 2024, one of my focuses is going to be take at least an hour in the evening to reflect back and to make a list of introspective notes, like 
what's working for me now? What, what do I need to work on? Um, what do I want to focus on? What can I do that, um, I'm not doing? You know, any questions like that, like reflective questions, because you have to stop to be able to do that. And a lot of us, when we're in the building phase, we don't want to stop. We're just so excited about what we're trying to give. That's a focus for me going back in and doing the reflection because I do tend to, to want to do everything for everyone all the time. <laughs> yeah. And we can get <laughs> so caught good. up in that. You will doing. burn yourself out. Yeah. You will burn yourself out fast. For sure. I love the theme of this conversation of reflection. One of the things that I have started doing every evening, this question, just to add it on top of those amazing questions that you posed is what did I learn today? I am surprised almost every single time at what I realize I have learned. Oh, oh yeah. And then if you can just flip back through all of those reflections, if you keep a reflection journal of some sort, here's another offer you can create. Are you I, making I one? I have one. <laughs> it's probably no surprise. It was one of the first things I made as, a, you know, when you're first starting out, when you're, when I, I moved from academia to entrepreneurship. So academia, you're working underneath somebody else's umbrella. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. You're working for an institution. But then when you go out on your own, you're not working for anyone else else anymore. You're responsible for everything. So I'm like, okay, what can I, what can I put out there for people to begin, you know, my, to show what I'm all about or what can they consume that I produce? What can I give? Um, and so I created a journal and it's actually, it's the blessings journal. So, and it, uh, the whole journal is just writing down your blessings and your lessons from each day. And that's basically like what you said, what you learn. So every day you learn something, even if it's something little like this, like, uh, for example, just last night, I finally exchanged Christmas gifts with my boyfriend and he got me this little uh, plastic uh, stick that, and I didn't know what it was. Well, it's an orange peeler. I never had an orange peeler before. So I learned with a little hook on it. It's like a little hook. I was like, is this a crochet hook? No, it's not because it doesn't basically, I know it looks like one, but it wasn't. And I'm like, what is this? And he's like, it's an orange peeler. So I learned, you know, at 58 years old, what an orange peeler looks like. <laughs> Do you know what I love? Have you peeled an orange with it? This is no, so off topic, but to, really important. To, but I, there's this thing that happens when you poke it into the orange and there's this little spritz of the orange, which happens anytime you cut into an orange. But in particular with those orange peelers, there's a real good one. So pay attention to the little spritz. It's so fun. Oh, I feel like that's such a metaphor. The little spritz that happens when you jump into something new. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I love that. Of course you have this journal and I can't wait for the blessings journal to be on Good Morning America for everybody to be talking about this because what you're sharing is it's gratitude and what you learned every day and how powerful are those two things paired together. Yeah. And then what I have in there as well is every quarter, there's a little section to reflect. So to go back in for the quarter, that three months and look through, okay, what are all the things that I learned? What were all the things I was grateful for over the past you know, 12 weeks or so? And were there patterns? Because that's what we also need to do in that introspection. You know, what are the patterns? What are the themes? Because that goes back to like what we were saying is like, the universe is going to be giving me clues. And how will I know what they are? You know what they are because you have to think about it. You have to go in and reflect and see if you can identify the themes and the patterns, you know? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yes. So powerful. So powerful. And also, I know a thing that you talked about elevating the consciousness and 
you know, speaking to the idea of positivity, when you go back and you look at all of those lessons and the blessings that you have in that, that you've gained over these past weeks, there's such an undercurrent of positive reflection that is happening there too, because you're pulling out all of these, all these things. And even if some of those lessons felt harder overall, this is my own noticing is that overall, there is a very positive cadence to those lessons that I have learned. Yes, but that's because you have a growth mindset. So that's that's why you're able to see that. That's the book we're reading in my book club right now is Mindset by Carol Dweck. And I'm very, very big on mindset. So I do have a growth mindset. And a lot of people are a combination of both growth and fixed in various different areas of their lives. But if you are a person who is primarily um, fixed, then it's going to be more difficult to see the value in lessons. That's one of the things that people with a fixed mindset have trouble with. They don't want to look back and see why they got a question wrong on a test. They just they just pass it by or feel like a failure or blame it on something instead of looking at what the lesson was. And so it's really good that you do that. It's one of the most important things people can do is to evaluate their lessons. Well, and for anyone who, first of all, that book has been brought up so many times on this podcast. If you haven't read it yet, <laughs> go join Mitzi's book, book club. <laughs> I think it's a foundation. I that's why I so when good. I first started, I used that as, as the first book because it's really the foundation, yeah. really for for just about everything. It really opens up your mind and makes you think back even to your just going back to school, to your elementary school days. How did I approach taking a test? Because girl fixed mindset through and through almost my entire life. So for anyone who's like, as you read that book, you think, dear God, I have the most fixed mindset. Guess what? Good news. You can create a growth mindset. You can have a more growth. The brain is plastic, which is what that whole book is about. Yep. You can change. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And the, just the awareness of that, uh, which is, it goes back to, again, why I think self-aware, self-reflection, self-awareness, self-discovery are the keys. And I think that is the elixir to, to living a fulfilling life. Powerful. So powerful. I want to dig into one last thing before I ask you my final question. So this is the, um, the Christmas Eve of my question, which is you talked about taking responsibility for your life. What do exactly do you mean by that? If somebody's like, okay, what does that really mean for me to take responsibility? What does it mean to you? Well, what it means to me is that no matter how a circumstance has come about, whether or not it was my doing or my, quote, fault, um, you know, that something has come about, I have to decide how to proceed and what I'm going to do as a result, how I'm going to take any circumstance and extract the lessons and decide whether that incidence is going to um, uh, propel me into growth and move me forward or whether I'm going to let it hold me back. You know, if we don't take responsibility for our lives, then we run the risk of falling into victim mode. And when you fall into victim mode, um, growth is not possible. And so it really is all about knowing that wherever you are right now 
is just a starting point for where you're going to be next. And that your skills are always evolving and growing. They're, they're able to do that. Like that comes back to that book. It's like, you know, your skill set, your life circumstances, your identity, it's not fixed. It's never fixed. Everything is always changing all the time. And it, you know, just look at any form of life. Like our, our lives are long. So we tend to forget that. But if you look at something like a butterfly, you know, and how, quickly it moves through the stages of life or a tree and how you can see that it moves through the stages of life much more quickly than a human being does. Um, and so we are the only beings that have the ability to take that kind of responsibility for our lives. I mean, some animals probably come close, but like that is why we are so resilient and that is why we are survivors. And that is why we are so unique and miraculous, you know, in the kingdom of living things. Like, so taking responsibility means that you can make meaning and be fulfilled. Uh, if, if you aren't a person who's willing to take responsibility for your life, it's going to be very difficult for you to find those basic things like purpose and meaning and fulfillment and contentment. I don't know anyone personally who has a victim mentality who is happy. Uh, I don't know anyone who has a victim mentality who is successful. I don't know anyone who has a victim mentality that is growing. Uh, and, you know, and a lot of times that can actually lead to other more serious problems like illness, um, you know, because you're keeping yourself down. And so taking responsibility for your life, even if something really horrible happened to you, you can always find something positive and make something positive out of something difficult. Because just as because something's been difficult does not mean that it's been negative. I, you gave me chills when you were talking about how, you know, nobody with a victim mentality is happy because when we really sit and reflect on that and on those moments where we had that and I also totally think it's okay I'm I'm so much for compassion when we do just want to kick and scream for a little bit I think that's that's great that's part of the human experience and at the same time what you said where you're at now is a starting point for where you're going to be next and when we can get ourselves back to that place and then move forward. I told you right before we got on this call, we have this foster dog right now. And he is at a starting place that is, he legitimately has been a victim, this poor dog. And at the same time, I have to remind myself in every moment when he stands here and looks at me and pees on my yoga mat while staring directly in my eye because he does not know better <laughs> that he does have a growth mindset too. He gets to grow and we get to grow together. This is going to be a huge growth for me. So that was a little bit of a, a side tangent, but relatable to me right now that it's like we're all, we're, we're at a place and we get to choose the next step and where we go from here. We're all victims of things at, at different times of our lives, of course. But you, you have to, um, if you just allowed the natural order of things to take place, you you would naturally move away from that, um, you know, because, you know, if you think about it, like, okay, if someone did something to you that 
physically hurt you. You know, okay, let's say somebody, you know, comes along and I'm the victim of um, of a crime and someone hits me over the head and takes my purse. Okay, they injure me, physically injure me. So I'm a victim. Definitely, I'm a victim, right? I'm not going to just, uh, maybe they knock me out. Maybe I'm even unconscious for a little bit of time, but I'm going to regain consciousness. I'm going to get up. I'm going to heal um, from that incident, you know, and it might stay with me, but I'm going to think about what did I learn from this? What kinds of things will I not do again to put myself in that position? Or what kinds of things could I have prevented? What, how, what, you know, what am I going to do now moving forward to grow from this experience? And we naturally heal. We naturally move away from, from despair into higher emotions. We just naturally do that. If we, and we, if we just kind of allow that to happen, not, not to say you couldn't get stuck, you could. I think most of us, just the natural thing that happens to us is we heal. We move away from those states where we're damaged into healing all the time. We just naturally do it. So if you just kind of allow that, you know, it's, it'll get you started and then you become conscious of it and you can even just uh, amplify the healing and the growth even more. Um, so it it almost takes more energy to stay in that, you know, if I, if that actually happened to me and I was lying on the street, it would actually take more energy and effort for me to stay there <laughs> if I was conscious than it would to get up and go on with my life. It's amazing how much energy we realize we're expending on things that keep us right where we are. And this is such an amazing place to end this conversation because we are getting to see in this moment now you have actively moved away from that place where you did need to, you moved into your healing and you are moving through that and you're on whatever is this next other side of that and you're going to continue moving forward. And I invite everyone to please connect with Mitzi so that you can continue to whatever it is that you're putting out there in the world, whether it's a little social video or whether it's a journal, it's it's all so beautiful. I do have one last question that I want to ask you before we share where people can connect with you. Mincy, where do you see the magic in the world? Oh boy. Oh, I actually have goosebumps when you ask me that. Um, where do I see the magic? Oh gosh. I mean, the first thing I thought about when you said that was a flower. It was the first thing that popped into my mind. I saw a flower blooming. Uh, I mean, the magic is everywhere. The magic is everywhere. And it's in birth. It's in all of the things that are outside of your door when you step, you know, through it, like the flowers blooming, the rain, the water, the ocean, fire, uh, babies, puppies, just like all of that. It's magic. Um, the fact that we can walk around and talk to one another and just see one another. And I don't, gosh, I mean, it's all magic. It's all magic. The magic is all around us, you know, and it, it really is just a matter of being able to see it or being willing to see it. Just open your eyes. It's like everywhere. Really. And to allow it to happen. I saw a picture of, I think it was one of the great lakes and they were these flowers. Did you see this? There were these ice flowers that were created by the way that the water would come up through the cracks and freeze on top of the ice. It made these majestic snowflake looking flowers. That is what nature does when we let it happen. 
when we let the magic run its course that you're speaking of, it creates such magic. So, And we can create that magic with our thoughts and with our words and our deeds in this world. Have you ever seen the experiments with with um, ice crystals where they freeze, uh, they expose water to certain words like love, unity, um, oneness, and then they look at the shapes of the crystals that are formed and they form these beautiful snowflake mandala type designs that are just absolutely stunning. So yeah, energy is everything. It's magic. Yeah, it is magic. It's so mad. We are surrounded by magic. Thank you so much for coming on today. Where can people connect with you? Uh, I am on Instagram at Mitzi Ann Campbell. You can go to my website, MitziCampbell.com. You could be a part of my book club. I would love to have you. You could work with me one-on-one to go through your beautiful life story. And I'm just um, coming into 2024. I'm going to be focused on also working with people as a trauma-informed coach. So for those of you who have been through something delicate or difficult that you haven't been able to resolve, here for you. And that's kind of where I want to move is to really helping people at a deeper level, especially, um, you know, moving forward. So any, anything and everything, I just want to, I want to be like connected. I just want to be a part of it all. So beautiful. Thank you so much for all that you do and just for being you and for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Jen. This has been so great. I sure as heck hope you enjoyed meeting Mitzi as much as I have enjoyed meeting her. Some of the things that we talked about that really stood out to me is the healing power of reflection and how it is in the reflection of the lessons that we get the biggest blessings. (laughs) Her podcast is called Blessings. (laughs) So that really is such a powerful thing. And also this idea that where you're at now is a starting point always. You're always at a new starting place. So what is going to be your next step? What is that next step that you're going to take from the starting place that you are at today? Today is a clean slate. And yes, you've learned a lot of amazing lessons and you get to take a next step from here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for Thursday where I will thread out a little something from this or Thursday thread and share a little bit of breath at the end of that episode. So stay tuned for that and I will catch you then. You just keep shining your magical unicorn light out there for all to see. I'll see you next time. Bye.